Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now I'm standing in a dark and somewhat sketchy parking lot with a guy named Ryan Hemsworth. I'll let him introduce himself. Hi there. (laughs) Ryan, for people who don't know who you are, could you explain? I am a producer, musical person, and yeah, I've been running around a lot the past half year playing shows around the world and people seem to like it so I'm gonna continue doing it and that's me right now. (laughs) There's actually some solid evidence that people like what you do because when you met me outside the club I saw some guys come up to you and give you a package in a bag. Can you tell me about that? Yeah it was a care package full of things that I love which are specifically video games. A guy gave me an Xbox 360 because I was complaining on the internet how I wish I had one on the road and everything and this is the first night of the the tour and uh, it's a pretty good way to start it off I guess. (laughs) That's a pretty devoted fan. Yeah, it's very sweet. Hi there, I'm Ryan Hemsworth. You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. How about one more where you sound excited to be on the show? Hi, I'm Ryan Hemsworth. (laughs) You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard, is it Small Plus Lost? I don't know how to say it, really. Yeah, just say Small and Lost, I guess. You just heard Small and Lost featuring Sinead Harnett by Ryan Hemsworth. That's off his record, Guilt Trip. 
I have Ryan here with me in a sketchy parking lot. We're enjoying the fumes of the other inhabitants of this parking lot. I would love it if you could talk a bit about this track. Yeah, this is the first track on my album. I thought it would be a good way to open it up because it's the most leaning towards what I want my music to sound like right now, um, which is me playing guitar um, and I kind of sampled it in a way and me singing and uh, Sinead singing in such a beautiful way and loud drums and it's a lot more to like my high school and like more of that background where I was listening to just like post rock and shoegaze and stuff like that so trying to like like kind of easily like bring that into the club um, so that's my attempt I guess. For those who don't know, Sinead was also on a Disclosure track. You said that she's a friend, that you guys email each other like friends. What's one exchange you guys would have that's all friendly like? <laughs> Actually, she yeah, she's like really sweet. I've, I still haven't even met her yet, but she just emailed the other day out of the blue, just like, how are you doing? Hope you're really well. Let me know how everything's going. Just like nice, you know, dialogue like <laughs> that. saying dialogue makes it sound not natural but uh, you know what I mean like she's just sweet and we actually have conversations which is nice so that's as opposed to the mean emails that I send you yes the mean scary emails that I put into my spam folders that explains why I never get an answer (laughs) so the new record it's called guilt trip when was the last time that somebody guilt tripped you and what happened (laughs) My brothers guilt trip me a lot just for, uh, they, all my family's still from Nova Scotia and they still live there. And, uh, I guess when I'm on the road a lot, I don't call home as much as I should or respond to texts sometimes when they're like, yo, where are you? And I'm like, uh, maybe I'll just email them tomorrow or whatever. So I get a lot of family guilt tripping. That's definitely a thing. So what do they say to finally get you to email, call, Skype, etc.? It usually takes, like, if I'm, like, being a bad person and not responding, it takes, like, three texts. And then they're like, oh, I guess you're busy right now. And it's like, oh, I should probably respond to my brothers or my mother or my father. (laughs) Okay, so Ryan Hemsworth, people like to talk about how you defy strict genres in your production and DJing. So you're a pretty young guy. Is this a younger artist just finding his own voice? I think so, yeah. It's it's really not like I'm putting so much effort into a complex genre-bending thing. Uh, it's really just like when I was like preparing for this set, I was like, I want to play a Spice Girl song and I want to play a new Kanye song and I want to mix it with my songs and it's just like I just want to play stuff like I don't really care at this point and I don't really like clubs and I don't like club music but like it's just finding a way to make everything work and to some people that's like whoa like so crazy and different and it's just like me I guess trying to be happy So what do you say if I play devil's advocate and say that adhering to a genre would make you look like an expert in that genre? It would. I I just feel like I'm never going to be able to because I've tried a lot to be like just one 
type of music and whatever but like as soon as I start putting that thought process into being like just that I like can't make that kind of music and I start accidentally making something else so it's like I'm also just really indecisive so I think that also plays into the whole thing where I can't really decide if I want to make a slow song or a fast song and it just comes out the way it is so if I come back in 20 years and interview a 40-year-old Ryan Hemsworth, what do you think that guy's going to sound like? Uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know. Hopefully everything keeps going well and people <laughs> still want to hear my shit. Hopefully at that point I'll just be like a very cool like composer dude who's doing stuff for music or like movie soundtracks and stuff like that. That would be a nice way of mellowing out. Hi, I'm Ryan Hemsworth. You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Hemsworth. <laughs> You're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Good Things Can Never Last. That's an old Ryan Hemsworth track off his first EP, No Plans. I thought that I'd play this one because I wanted to get Ryan to talk about this old track and where he is now in his music. 
Ryan, how would you like to talk about that? Yeah, actually, that's one that I've like maybe played at a show once or twice ever. Um, it's a really slow one, and it was on like what's technically my first actual album, but like not really an album. I don't know, but like it's um, it's it's cool. I, it actually it's weird because that I feel like that one specifically helped me a lot in New Zealand and Australia markets, which I've gone to a few times now and just played some of the best shows of my life. For whatever reason, there's a radio station there in New Zealand that would play it like every day for a really, really long time. Yeah, that, I mean, that song's like two or three years old now, I think. So that was well before anybody actually really cared about my stuff. So it's it was definitely kind of that first little glimpse of like, wow, people, like my stuff I think so looking back at that track and comparing where you are now with your current record Guilt Trip I'd love you to talk a bit about that journey I mean that track is really kind of a rip off I'm just like sampling a song and totally like in full and just pitched it down and add drums to it and people really liked it I think it's just kind of how you approach songs sometimes and I've I've tried to from that point really be more complex with the way I approach you know patterns and and just song structure and everything but at the same time it's I I always do think back to tracks like that which only have like three or four layers and and how they work just as well as my ones now that have like 40 layers you know it's it's there is like always going to be this kind of magic to simplicity so I, I do try to to look to that sometimes because nowadays I, I make so much shit on top of shit for tracks so I always try to cut away from it and yeah so Guilt Trip is the new record on this record you use more vocals than before are these collaborations or is it just you cutting up vocals as one more instrument in the mix a bit of both actually like I, I did a lot of my own singing and stuff but I that was a lot more of cutting it up and sampling it and yeah using it as an instrument basically and but there's it's 10 tracks and I think five are with uh vocalists and five are just instrumental so um the vocalists are just friends and whatever you know Kitty Pride and Baths and all these people who I talk with on the regular anyway so it kind of made sense that like I just keep it as a friend thing and I didn't really want to reach out to like random like top liners who are like just signed and breaking through and whatever like it's I wanted to make it like everything that's been you know led me to this point and and that's been a lot of people who've helped me out and stuff so yeah it's just been a kind of a culmination I guess. At this point, I would love it, Ryan Hemsworth, if you could pick your favorite hip-hop track that you've produced, we'll play it for the listeners, then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Which song would you like to choose? Mama House by Squatta Bambino. We're going to hear that, and we'll be back. Hi, I'm Ryan Hemsworth. <laughs> You're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Just got to spit that real shit one time, man. It don't got to be all deep and shit, man. It's real shit, man. Fuck the punchline. Thank you. 
I got girl, but I'm still feeling lonely. Trapping out my mama house, keep the banger on me. Show a little love, giving back to the homies. But when I go to sleep, I be still feeling lonely. Hoes on me, still feeling lonely. Trapping out my mama house, keep the banger on me. A hundred deep, but I still feel lonely. Steady in the streets, like don't nobody know me. Sissy third bread, getting 63rd bread. I've been here all my life, fuck what a hater said. I took a lot of losses, so it's time for me to win. I missed out on pussy just so I can get ahead. Passed up more bitches than a nigga smashed. If you don't believe me, ask someone who had my class. I live a lonely life, but I can't be mad. Cause now I'm copping shit that a nigga never had. Putting on my family and laughing at the groupies. Seemed like last year I was broke slapping Gucci. Trap house away in that units in the city. North Oakland grinding dropped out for the city. I rap about it now, but back then I wasn't proud. Bagging up at eighth in my mouth for black and mild. Mama got them calls like I'm copping from your child. She lifted up my bed and oh my gosh, she went wild. But I'm still feeling lonely Trapping out my mama house Keep the banger on me Show a little love Giving back to the homies But when I go to sleep I be still feeling lonely Hoes on me Still feeling lonely Trapping out my mama house Keep the banger on me A hundred deep But I still feel lonely Steady in the streets Like don't nobody know me Hi, I'm Ryan Hemsworth You're listening to The Interview Show With Scott Wood Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm sitting here with Ryan Hemsworth in a a somewhat sketchy parking lot in Vancouver. This track I wanted you to pick because I wanted to talk about a hip-hop track that you produced. Hopefully I'd like to talk about one that you really, really like or proud of. I'll do, let's say, uh, Mama House by Squatta B, who's one half of Main Attractions. Um, It's, again, a very it's kind of an old beat so I used to just like sample stuff straight up and not do a lot to them just because I thought it was you know if a song is really nice I don't have to mess with it too much so the listeners just heard Mama House by Squad of Bambino yeah it samples very blatantly a Fleetwood Mac track and yeah that's just kind of that's kind of it sums up like my relationship with main attractions because I've always liked them as such open-minded rappers because I it's like a it's just them rapping over Fleetwood Mac basically and so you can't really do that with like a lot of rappers that much you know nowadays people are a lot more open-minded but they were really like the first ones that I found who were just like down to to do like more emotional stuff and work like rap on more emotional beats and stuff like that well I know Squatted has like a, a real like kind of like discography like he's got like a real like understanding of music in general not just rap like he I know there's times when people have like my friends have like walked in on him like listening to Green Day and shit and like I think that just definitely like is something that I can relate to because I don't have any like rules I'll listen to whatever and so 
if I see that in somebody, I'm like, okay, I can actually have fun and bring them something a little different than, you know, the 70 BPM trap beat that they're expecting me to give them or whatever. I want to talk a bit about Flume. Can you explain to the audience who Flume is? <laughs> He's an Australian dude who, I was just in Australia and he, like Flume is like the shit like right now. Yeah, he's just uh, apparently one of the top 10 sexy DJs I just saw on a blog the other day and he's killing it and he's a good producer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Do you think that he's hot? Sure. I <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not the question I wanted to ask. What I wanted to ask is I find him interesting because he flat out says that he feels that social media is a part of his job. So I wanted to get you to comment on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I would be half, barely half of what I am without Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And just like responding to everyone is just like a really important part of this job now because people are excited that you respond to them and like it just helps, you know? I just want to make people happy in that way, I guess. <laughs> How much of your time do you give to social media? Every moment when I'm not sleeping eating or playing a show basically <laughs> which is terrifying you and guys like flume all have seemed to have perfected that balance for now can you talk about a time where maybe you've gone too far uh now i'm just trying to like not do remixes like not at all but like trying to not really do them as much because there was definitely a point where i was like putting shit on my soundcloud like at least once a week and stuff and I think that reached a point where it's like you start to notice that like if you are a little more sparse with it like it it's more exciting because people are waiting and if you just put something up every day it really dilutes that whole special feeling that people are like oh I'm a real fan of this person that nobody knows about and then it's like here's another song here's another song here's another song it's like it's just not as special so you just have to find that like comfort level with everything. What's the last track that you listened to that evoked a strong emotional response and why? Um, Too Much by Drake off the new album like an hour ago. <laughs> I actually listened to it like 10 times in a row before leaving the hotel. Just, yeah, well, I've been like listening to the new album like basically since it leaked. And so, why does that song? touch you so profoundly um i mean like everybody knows that like drake is cheesy and shit but like it's still like the stuff that he says like he's talking about like his uncle giving up on his dreams and his mom not wanting to leave her house because she's sick and stuff like that it's just like i don't know that it's emotional and it i, I feel feelings from that <laughs> It's been well documented that you've got a degree in journalism. You do a lot of interviews. What's one tip you could give this interviewer? More gifts. <laughs> give me more video game systems and stuff. <laughs> what gift should I brought other than the video games, which another fan took care of for me? I'll yeah, take credit. That's true, yeah. Somebody took care of it, I guess. But Food or drink is always good. I, I yeah, cookies. <laughs> All right, so... Get on that. Get on that. All right, I'm going to have to leave this interview right now. It's the end of the interview. Ryan Hemsworth, thank you very much for having a chat with me in this somewhat sketchy parking lot. 
at the end of the show, I usually let the artist pick the music. In this case, I'm going to pick the track. It's going to be Against a Wall. That's off your record. Guilt Trip featuring Lofty 305. I'd love it if you could say a few words about that as I bring it up. Yeah, so that's um, actually one of the first tracks that I started to make for the album. And it's a lot of different drum samples and stuff. I really wanted to focus on just taking more little percussive pieces from a lot of music that I like. So there's little stabs from like a lot of Wu-Tang songs and um a lot of like 80s drum hits like new order and shit like that so yeah a lot of a lot of stuff going on but i tried to kind of make it this whirlwind that's kind of calm as well so hopefully people like it all right so we're gonna listen to against a wall that's by ryan hemsworth featuring lofty 305 off his record guilt trip thanks for being on the show Thank you. Let's get out of this sketchy place. Hi, I'm Ryan Hemsworth. <laughs> You're listening to the interview show. Let's go wood.
life I wanna share with you and Ellie tonight